And we are back for another edition of Tune In. Glad you could join us. Want to get right into something that we've gotten a lot of mail on over the last week, and and about sixty percent of our mail, all of our correspondence. When I say mail, I mean, of course, email, faxes, phone calls, correspondence. About sixty percent of it has been about Obamacare and the repeal of said legislation. So, um, some were concerned that there would be a total repeal and no replacement. Uh, some were concerned that. You know, higher premiums, higher deductibles, and others concerned about pre-existing conditions and possibly having an exclusion. Let me start by saying that we have no intention of repealing Obamacare without providing replacement for health care. That's not our intention at all. As I mentioned last week, the focus of Congress is going to be on repealing the harmful portions of Obamacare. So we don't want to leave anybody behind on pre-existing conditions. Um, Basically, what I what I said I'm trying to say is that we don't want to create a healthcare cliff. I'll mention that in a minute um, and and kind of illustrate what we're going to try to do. Um, but Obamacare, because it's been such a failure, we do have an obligation to repeal it and work toward a better healthcare solution. That's going to um, require some work. There are basically three steps to repeal it. Now, I shared this with some of the listeners on the Paul Harrell show and also on Mountain Talk with Dale Hoffman. I got into some details, and I want to do that now so you have a little bit of a a better uh, context of what's going on here. But a three-step process. One of those is going to be what we just did last week, and that is to engage in the budget process. So we've got a budget resolution and then budget reconciliation. Why we're using that tool is because that's the way we got the Affordable Care Act. Um, It was designed so that they could avoid the 60-vote threshold that was required because Senator, then Majority Leader, Senator Harry Reid, did not have a 60-vote majority. He needed to use a, a different tool to be able to implement the law. Used budget reconciliation only requires 51 votes. And so we're going to use that again for the same reason, only in reverse. We've already started that process, um, and that's where it begins. The next step is, is uh, the administrative action. Now, believe it or not, Obamacare, and I'm, I'm sure based on the track record of, of uh, President Obama, you probably w- would believe this, has a lot of administrative latitude. There are well over a thousand references within the text of the Affordable Care Act that say either the secretary may or the secretary shall. In fact, I think the secretary may is referenced somewhere around 850 times and the secretary shall is somewhere in the neighborhood of 250. What that means is there's a lot of ambiguity and a lot of latitude for a secretary to implement. That's administrative action. Well, we're going to have a new HHS secretary very soon, Uh, Tom Price, who is a a member of Congress, representative from Georgia. He is an orthopedic surgeon, very capable. He's going to have a tremendous amount of input and, and, and say on how Obamacare uh, is implemented or how it is um, de-implemented, for lack of a better term. So I say that to say there is a lot of latitude, as I said, uh, in how the administration goes forward and takes some action uh, to roll back some of the real harmful provisions of Obamacare. And so I think most of the reform will be through that second step, using the administrative action. Then finally, we're going to have to do some legislation to deal with some of the tax provisions um, that are a part of Obamacare. And so that'll occur later on in the year. But I want people to be aware that it's not our intention, and I don't think you'll see this happen, 
um, to create a healthcare cliff. What we want is to create a seamless transition, a phase out and a phase in, so that no one is left in the lurch. We don't want to jerk the rug out from in, un, under anybody. So um, I was having a conversation with someone earlier about this. For the carpenters out there, you'll appreciate this, and, and it, particularly finished carpenters who do cabinet work and you know crown molding and things of this nature. Um, when you have to join a couple of pieces of wood, some trim work, a lot of times you lose, you use a lap joint. So you can lap that over in, in such a way with angled cuts that you can barely detect that, that there's any splice in that wood. A really skilled finished carpenter can create almost a seamless lap joint that you can't hardly detect. That's what we're shooting for, is a kind of a lap joint for this, uh, for lack of a better term. And that is to prevent a healthcare cliff that could create some calamity, certainly in the healthcare uh, realm, but possibly an economic calamity as we start to see the fallout if we're not careful. So it won't happen immediately. We will start action immediately, but we won't. It's not like we're going to flip a switch and everything is going to be changed. It will take a period of time, and we will phase out and phase in so that we don't create that healthcare cliff that I mentioned before. So. Stay tuned. We will keep you posted as this develops. We know this is going to be a centerpiece of uh, President Trump's administration. He campaigned aggressively on it, and he wants to deliver. So we're going to be uh, we're going to be working on that, uh, am among other things. But this will be front and center. So we'll keep you posted. Uh, if you've got questions or comments, at TuneInAR1 at TuneInAR1. As always, uh, give us your name and your hometown so we can properly attribute your question or your comment. Uh, get on Facebook. You may be watching on Facebook. You may be watching on YouTube. At any rate, we'd love to hear from you, and we're happy to answer your questions and uh, help you tune in as well. So uh, until next time, have a good one, and we'll see you again.